Hey everybody, this is Nicole. Um, and this is Caitlin. And we are here to kind of give you a Bible study Sunday school lesson in a different format since we can't meet together. Um, yeah. I am assuming that at this point in time, you all have ventured into the world of e-learning with your schools and have 18 million Google Hangouts and Meets and Zoom things all planned and it felt easier to give you a recording than it did to schedule a time to meet with you all so that when you have the time to meet with God and to just listen and maybe learn something, um, you guys can take that time and hopefully hopefully get something out of this. <laughs> <laughs> if not, hey, you still spend time in the Word and that's what matters. Yes, yes. Um, we obviously are practicing social distancing and are not meeting in person. Um, so yeah. we are... I am giving you a full apology now for any frozen glitching sounds that might come from Caitlin's end since she is being recorded via webcam and I am <laughs> right by the phone. So we will see how this goes. <laughs> oh boy. Yes. So we thought that it would be best for us to kind of start the Bible study that we had talked about, which were the women of the Bible. Um, uh, you guys ask specifically questions of how can, how are we supposed to act and be women of faith, um, but also using the women from the Bible to kind of have an understanding of how to tackle the problems we're facing in the 21st century. Um, so we figured why not start at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to start with Eve. I mean, why don't we start with where she came from? All right, let's do that. Um, yeah, so verse 19, let's start with verse 18 of chapter 2. Okay, we're in Genesis, obviously. Oh, yes. Give them the appropriate address. <laughs> yeah. Genesis 2, verse 19, did you say? 18. Okay. Genesis 18. 2, 18. <laughs> Do you want me to read? Sure. Go ahead. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Awesome. So, to think about, like, the beginning of life for Eve, um, she was pretty lucky. Like, yeah. <laughs> she had the ideal environment. She is legitimately living in paradise word and has everything that she could possibly want plus <laughs> perfect relationship with god 
Yeah, and was created because she was, like, so needed. Right. Like, there was this giant hole in creation Mm -hmm. without her. Right. Because, like, creation existed before Eve. Like, if you go and read in Genesis 1, like, there's a little whole creation story Mm -hmm. of, like, God on the first day and all the way, and then he literally rested. Like, God was like, so I think I'm done now. And then... Adam started naming all the animals, and God was like, dude, he's all alone. No one can help him. And it's like, like, men needed help. Adam needed help. Yep. And that's why God made Eve. Like, that's why women exist. And it's not that we're less than. It's literally that they need help to do life. And yes, we were the solution to that problem. Correct. And, yeah, I like how you said that about we're not less than like we were literally created to help rule with Adam, not for Adam, not assisting at like, not like being his, his like little Second in command. Yeah. As a little servant. We were there to rule with him as co co rulers, not assistant to the regional manager. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> and I also enjoy like thinking that Eve is the last thing that God creates. Like yeah. she is the final piece of his of his hard work, and he like saves the best for last. Like he's like, yeah. okay, so yeah, I like snap my fingers, and here's the sun, and I snap my fingers, and here's the tides. But like, no, he like takes Adam, puts him to sleep, like does all this like ooh like crazy god magic stuff, and then boom boom women, <laughs> and it's like whoa crazy. And like the fact that like sure man was made in God's image, but, like, woman is also made in God's image. Mm-hmm. And, like, the the wise and caring and nurturing aspects of, like, our Heavenly Father are what he put into women. Right. And that's so cool! Mm-hmm. Like, that's incredible that we get to reflect God that way. Yeah, I agree. There's a word, I think the original word used there was Ezer Konegdo. Ezer Konegdo literally means helper against him. Okay. So, it's the idea that woman was created to help man... If he is like upright and striving towards the Lord and chasing after the Lord and running towards the right things and to stand up to him if he's going the wrong way. Ooh, okay. I like that. Like that's what, that was the purpose of women. Mm-hmm. We were never supposed to be second. Always equal. Yes. And created for a really, really specific purpose. Yeah. Oh, I like that. there's a really great book it's called captivating um it's by stacy eldridge Uh uh-huh i don't know that and she talks a lot about this what it's not the one i have keep going um she talks a little bit about this in the book it's like that book i think i've like helped me learn a lot about my heart probably second to the bible so i really would recommend everyone reading it awesome maybe we start a book club 
Maybe we do. But yeah, like, Eve was created to help Adam and to keep him in line. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of responsibility, but it's also yes, it a is. very vastly different responsibility than, like, man's responsibility in the Bible. Yes. It's an entirely different role that is just as important. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Let's carry on. So, in verse 25, <laughs> the verse, like, my, my version says, but yours said pretty much the same thing. I want to focus on the last couple words there are... Uh, now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. So, mm -hmm. um, as part of their life in Eden, um, they are one. They have total fulfillment. So any any desire, complete anything they want, it's there. Um, and so they don't feel empty ever, whether it be like spiritually, physically, emotionally. Never. So, like, Eve is never going to have the sentence that says, like, even though she's naked, she's never going to be like, oh, do these jeans make me look fat? Or um, do I need to put a little bit more makeup on? Or is the lighting bad for this picture? Or anything like that. Eve is never, she's le <laughs> she's legitimately just going to be living life like a breeze. And everything is awesome. And she feels no wrong, no shame. Because um, they're whole with the... But they're whole by themselves, but they're right. whole with each other, and they're whole with God. Right. Which There's is... no, like, broness yet. It's right. incredible. Yeah. Which is just, I don't know. I, that's just something for me that, like, I struggle with shame. So, to try to, like, imagine, yeah. to imagine a time where, like, I'm not feeling, th like, that emotion ever... Yeah. And everything, yeah. I just feel so full. Like, I can't even imagine what fullness feels like in that sense. Wow, yeah. Just because, yeah. So, like. What it feels like to not even think about the fact that you might be missing something. Right. Or that, like, that one thing you did that one time wasn't perfect. Right, to not question anything. To be like, everything is as it is, and that is perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Ugh. Like, perfect. Like, <laughs> perfection. Oh. Imagine living that life. Goals. And to just, like, be able to be like, hey, God, want to go on a walk? Right? And God being like, yeah, sure, let's go. <laughs> and, being Wait, able to, and being able to be like, yo, God, let me tell you, today, the sheep, they were a little loud. <laughs> and, and, God, and God can be like, all right, well, let's change their sound. Yeah. And I'm cool, I like that you named them sheep. Like, I don't know. Like, that's... <laughs> right, Yeah. Oh, like, so Bible cool. literally says that God walked in the garden. Right. He was there. They just, they just like, lived with him. Oh. What? So lucky. Wow. Okay. Well, as we all know, <laughs> Eve's story takes a turn. Mm. A turn that gives Eve a bad rep, but maybe a rep that we can debunk today. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't necessarily feel like it's her fault. And, there, and I think that there's a lot that we can learn from the mistake that is made and the mistakes that we make and how Satan influences our lives. Yeah. So we're going to move to Genesis 3. Do you want to read again? Sure. Okay. Do you want to start at the beginning? Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, here we go. 
Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat it with eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord said, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden, cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so something that I just want to point out to start is that when Eve eats the fruit and she hands it over to Adam, Adam was there with her the whole time. So Adam heard Eve's conversation with Satan and Adam just stood there. And I don't know if Adam did like the shrug the shoulders thing or the I don't hear what's going on kind of thing. Or, if he or was, like maybe he wasn't listening the entire freaking time. Because he's a guy and they tune out when they don't want to hear. I don't know. But <laughs> I do want to point out that it's not just Eve who eats this fruit. Um, but Adam was there with her as well. And Satan was there in the garden that day with a plan like he didn't just decide like one day he's like hmm I think today I'm gonna try to get them to eat from the tree like Satan 
is tricky and he is sneaky and he knows how to ambush and tempt us in the most manipulative ways because Satan knows how to mess with us and he knows that if he says like yeah God told you not to do this so you should do it that's not going to get Eve to eat the fruit he's got to make the fruit actually look appealing and so he gets Eve to question God yeah he gets her to say hmm why would God keep you from doing something so good like everything else here is good why would he keep you from doing something so great so what's the harm in wanting to be like God right and it's it, that's what he wanted to do that's the harm um yeah so he just he takes something that god created for good because obviously the tree would not be in the garden if god didn't yeah. create the tree for some good reason so Come satan on. takes that and he uses it in a way that god never intended it for it to be used mm. and that is what happens in our lives all the time yeah there Word. are there are good things in life that we experience friends relationships mm -hmm. those are all good things but they can turn sour when or not be healthy for us when they're used in a way that turns us from god mm -hmm. and so that's something that we have to like sit back and really think about like what in our lives are things that we have we have or we do that are not maybe good like maybe they make us feel good but they aren't helping us further his kingdom come on and and it's that and that's what we honestly can learn from this story not like eve messed up that's that's or oh we got kicked out of eden oh now we have to have periods uh, like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's not what the takeaway from this story should be and i i'm that that has legitimately always been my takeaway from the story because that's all i was ever told like i wasn't told to think of that think about this as like like what satan the role that satan plays in this this moment and mm -hmm. and how that represents our lives today yeah on that line of things satan it's crazy satan uses eve's story mm -hmm. to make women of faith feel shame yes he uses the story wow, of yes. eve to make us feel responsible for the fact that there's sin in the world and that we are born into the world with sin. Mm -hmm. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, man being the operative word there, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. It doesn't say, and sin entered the world because Eve ate the fruit. Like, nah bro mm -hmm. like it's what Nicole said earlier Adam was there too and he didn't do anything now it's shared responsibility I'm not yes. saying that we're off the hook right and I am saying that Satan uses the story of Eve to bring undue amounts of shame to women of faith regularly yeah yeah it's really easy for us to sit here and like blame her um but, like, why should we judge her temptation and her sin when we legitimately would have done the exact same thing? And, and also, like, screw up every single day. Right. Like, I am the biggest <laughs> screw up. I mess up all the time. 
Yeah, there's like there's no timetable for this, so I don't like I sometimes I wonder like how long did Adam and Eve spend in the garden before they messed up? Like how much time went by? And right. I would I sometimes play the game where I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I would have lasted any longer than them. But in all actuality, we all would have done it. Like at some point in time, the mistake's gonna happen. Exactly. And I also have a theory about that whole thing. I don't know how sound this is, but I think that time started when sin entered the world. Ooh, I like that. I like that so much. Because it was when Adam had to start working Uh that we had to start measuring. Because before that, it didn't matter, right? Like. Before that, it was just like, yeah, God's got it, and we've got animals and fruit, and there's water, and we're happy, and it's great. But as soon as God was like, Adam, you're going to have to work the ground, and you're going to sweat, and you're going to work, like, that's when man started to measure time. Yeah. And that is when God and man ceased to exist in a world outside of us trying to control things. Like us, the human race. Mm-hmm. This is getting really deep. And that's okay. <laughs> Sometimes we need to take things a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. But that's just, and like, I just, there's definitely people who are like major theologians. Who might disagree with that, but I think everyone Might disagree with that, but also people who've like written crazy things on this. Right. And like, everyone's entitled to that opinion. Right, but that is my personal human theory. I like that. I think it makes a lot of sense. The part where... Let's talk about... Verse 16, what God says to Eve. Okay. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. So sin entered the world, Mm -hmm. and that is what created the rift between men and women. Right. That, like, we're still fighting today. Yeah. That, like, fight for each of the genders to be better than the other. Mm Mm-hmm. That started there. Yep. It's important to note that really prior to that, Adam wasn't like, oh, I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. And Eve wasn't like, oh, I don't, I'm not as important as, oh, little old me with all my insecurities. No, like, they just lived and existed in the world together, and they each did their jobs and stayed in their lanes. And everything was great. Everything was great. Yeah. It's wild. Mm -hmm. It's wild to think of an existence where, like, you don't have to deal with feeling insecure right or always feeling like you have to outshine everyone else or you'll go unnoticed yeah yeah like that's just not god didn't design us 
to be insecure. Right. That's shame brings that into our lives and sin brought shame into our lives. And so it's important to know how to fight those lies with truth. Yes. And that's, I think, an important lesson that we can learn from Eve. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Um, okay, you guys. That, that's all we have for Eve. Um, I hope that you were able to take something away from this story about how women were created with an incredible purpose and, yeah. like, you carry that mantle too like mm -hmm. you are a woman of god and you carry that amazing gift into the world and you are that gift to the world and i want you to know that like nicole and i 100 percent believe that about yes. all of you and we're so excited to see how you guys are going to use your gifts to really like leave the world a better place for the the people to come after us um and yeah i hope that you're able to take a little nugget from this. If not, just imagine that you're hanging out on Google Hangouts with me and Nicole. Because we miss the heck out of you guys. Yes, we do. So much. It, um, it's so hard. Yeah. So, also this week, while you're home, because we all know you'll be home, um, <laughs> try to take some time to kind of like be reflective with God of what are things in your life that are are, they're good things, but are maybe are maybe not being used to further his kingdom. Mm. Maybe spend time writing in a journal or just yeah. praying to God about it. Um, just to kind of start thinking about that. Because I know for me, once, once I read about this with Eve, I started, like, really thinking about it. And I started writing things down. And I was like, oh, these are some things in my life that I maybe need to, like, second guess and, like, look over. Maybe I don't need to binge watch Tiger King on a Sunday. And I should rather be, like, spending time with God. I don't know. Something like that. Um, well, and there's nothing wrong with Netflix. But that was, an ex that was a good example. That was, yeah. That, yeah. How am I prioritizing my time right now? Kind of. Yeah. Are you spending too much time on TikTok? Yes, we are. Yes, um, <laughs> we all, we're all spending too much time on TikTok. And that's okay. Um, so we're going to look, we're going to just continue through the women of the Bible chronologically. So the next one we're going to look at is Sarah. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about her next week. And if you have any suggestions for us of how this podcast went, um, if you want to call it a podcast, how this, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. And if there are specific questions or topics you want us to cover, if you have a question, send us a question. We'll even yeah. answer those questions. We'll they, do question and answer time. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, whatever you need from us, we want to give it to you. Um, We're here for you guys. Yes. And we are praying for you this week as well. We love you. So does Jesus. <laughs>